Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back. It is an all-new episode of Talking Terror, and we're so glad that you could join us. I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you back for the Demonic Dr. Dave's pick of the week, which is Light Phases from 2014, directed by Adrian Garcia Bagliano. So, of course, we're going to be talking about that later on in the show. But first, I am joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Golgi Keith. Hello, 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 hello. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Happy to have you here. We're also joined by the psychotic Simeon himself, the Mad Monkey. Hey there, Fright fans. Yes, this is the Maniacal Mad Monkey broadcasting to you live this week from the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic, where I am joined by my lovely co-host, the cast of the Talking Terror crew. Oh, thank you, Ghoul. Wait, 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 wait. A little bit to the left. A little bit to the left. Oh, man. Anybody got a wet nap? <laughs> Sweet release. <laughs> so now, so glad that we could that you're you. talking about for next week, if I can ask you real quick, man. Is this the mm-hmm. Natasha Kampusch story? No. It's from 2010, directed by Miguel Angel Vivas. Uh, not available on Prime. It's something else entirely. You gotta, uh, you gotta rent it or whatever. I mean, it doesn't mean I can't find it. I'm, I'm good though. Oh, that is weird. Cause I pulled it up. I'll have to send you the link. Because uh, it says English dub kidnapped, and it's the one I'm thinking of. So, real quick, I'll send it to you. You can see if that's the one. You know, that's it's the one. Um, but either way, we'll talk about it later on in the show. Cause that's my pick for next week. I could always do something else. Um, but that's for later on. Um, so, uh, before the... Sorry, couldn't help it. One of us. One of us. Did you get the link? Go on, just make sure that you did. Send to the group chat. Just so you can get it. Um, <laughs> Kalima. Kalima. All right, so anyway. Kalima. <laughs> 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 That's essentially for next week. We'll talk about it later on in the show. But we are also joined by the doctor himself. Come on, Dr. Dave. Welcome back to the show. Waiting on him. Hello, doctor. <laughs> Hello. Are you in? Paging yeah. Demonic there Dr. Dave. There he is. There. Took a little time. Took, but, but he's Hello. there. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. How are you, sir? I am wonderful. How are you? Just <laughs> So many words. <laughs> Ever the well man of the party. It's great to have you here, Demonic Doctor Dave. <laughs> Thank you. Bringing Thank the you. heat Thank early you. on. The heat is on. Any login oh. style. <laughs> Straight out of the gate. 
Damn. <laughs> Pop it. Welcome back to the Did you show. Did you think he was on? Wasn't that like the, the Pointer Sisters or something? That's Kenny Loggins, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Yes, it, it was Kenny Loggins from the Beverly Hills soundtrack. Thank you. Beverly, uh, Beverly, Beverly Hills. Loggins. Hey, dog. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a banana in your head. I'm Eddie Murphy. You're all wrong. It was Glenn Fry from the Eagles. Oh. Well, you know what? Kenny Loggins, Glenn Fry, they all sound the same after a while. They're all '80s people that exactly the same. Not even close. I don't know. Have you played those songs? I think it's Kenny Loggins. Glenn Fry. Okay. And you're fine. the one that said it's the Pointer Sisters. So hold on. Before you go deflecting down, <laughs> yelling at them about freaking Kenny Loggins and Glenn Fry, you said the Pointer Sisters. <laughs> well, they said Beverly Hills Cop, and they also they had one from Beverly Hills Cop, and I just can't remember which one. Not the Pointer Sisters. <laughs> Is that by the Pointer Sisters? Or are they the ones that did that? <laughs> Axel F? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so uh, in the very beginning of Beverly Hills Cop, when Axel Foley is undercover in the cigarette truck, nothing. Uh, when the cigarette truck takes off, and he's like dangling out of the truck, there's a song playing called Neutron Dance, and that is the point of it. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that Hancock? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm questioning everything now. <laughs> but yeah, it's not, regardless. If it's not horror, the king is completely confused. I'm I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. I don't talk about horror movies. <laughs> uh, but before we get into horror news with the doc, as we always do, uh, I did go see a horror movie last weekend, Black Christmas. The Sophia Takal film, PG-13. Oh, you were one of the six release. people that went, huh? I was one of the three, I think. I don't even think six made it. <laughs> six is being a little bit too kind. Um, well, yeah, well, what did you I, think I, of I was telling the ghoul. I don't know. Like, I was looking forward to it. I told the ghoul zero expectations going in. I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait. I just went in zero expectations. Uh, it's an hour and a half film, but there's no blood or real gore because it's PG-13. It works in a sense because uh, all right, there's sound music going on in the background. That's fine. What oh, the fuck? Are the hills alive? <laughs> oh, that's just the doc proving a point. I forgot he had to prove oh, his, his okay. uh, Hills cop point. Learn, <laughs> okay, learn, so. learn where the speakers are on your computer, doc. But King, what did you think of Black Christmas? Anyway, like I said, it was a it was a decent movie, but it was rushed. Uh, the movie went into production in June. Wrapped up 27 days later than they released it on December 13th. The whole problem that a lot of people are having is the feminist message that's behind the movie about having strong women in their convictions battling a group of chads, which is basically what I thought about the entire movie. It's a bunch of chads and a bunch of girls defeating them because they're evil. There's a weird supernatural twist that does not belong in this movie. And it's the, I don't mind feminism being in movies, but when you lay it on so thick, it's a little I'm hard sure to they appreciate that. It's just, it was tough. <laughs> because I get um, I get when you're trying to say a message, but when you're laying it on so thick that you're just trying to make it seem like it's a Brett Kavanaugh hearing all over again, 
it's a little tough for me to get into it because I don't need a political message all the time with horror movies, especially not slashers. You know, it could be the undercurrent of the movie, but don't make it the forefront. And I don't need it to be the entire message of the movie. Black Christmas from 74 had a feminist uh, message with Olivia Hussey's character Jess being pregnant and wanting to have an abortion because she wanted to go to school and become somebody. So hot. So there's already a message in there. Oh, so good. So there's already a message in that movie. Her daughter is so Mm -hmm. hot, too. Is so, this a movie yeah, that we even fucking it. needed? Because wasn't there like a shitty ass remake of Black Christmas like ten years ago or something? Two thousand and five. From two thousand six. Six. Oh, that too. Yeah, two thousand five. Was it two thousand and six? December twenty fifth, two thousand six. So yeah, I went to go see it in the theater. So I know, I'm, I regret that. It was, con- <laughs> it was conceived in two thousand and five. Yeah, it was, and then it came out in two thousand six. But I, I feel like Sophia the Call's film, if they had called it anything else, I probably would have been like, okay, you know what, maybe this will do a little bit better. But because everybody keeps comparing it to the remake and then the original, it takes away from the impact. Like, they could have called it any kind of fun holiday thing. I mean, look, and probably the original Black Christmas, the original Black, Black Christmas is entertaining at all, but, like, is this a movie that, that warrants, like, two separate remakes already? No. Um, well, I, this I one feel isn't like a general consensus. Yeah. Like I, you know, I didn't see the 2006 version, and I didn't see the 2019 version, and I'm probably not going to. But I did see that shit brought in just 4.4 million on its opening weekend. Like that's oh, yeah. pathetic, man. Yeah, it's terrible. But like again, like I said, it's not a remake because it's just title only. That's the only thing that it shares with the original film is the title. So I can't call it a remake. It's just like Prom Night from 2006, where they're like, oh, we're going to call it Prom Night, but it's not a remake. It's just its own thing, but you're capitalizing on the name because you want to make some money. This one didn't make any, so it shows you how far that goes. Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah. it, uh, it's been, it's been out for, what, a week? The movie cost them yeah. $5 million to make. It's made $8 million. You know, so it's not in the red. I don't know how much they were pushing it as far as advertising and whatnot, but I would say probably by the time all said and done, maybe it'll clear 15 mil. I mean, for a low-budget horror movie, that's not all that bad. Five million ain't spending a lot. No, but again, like we had talked about, the trailer ruined it, I think, for a lot of people, showing you so much of what's going to happen in the movie. And that's how it plays out. It's just there was really only one twist that happens in it. And that twist is kind of not needed. It's not needed, the twist that they have in the movie. It's a, it's kind of okay. You know, it's like, all right, they wanted to do something different, and they did. But I could have felt a lot better if they had skipped over it and done something else. And I don't want to give that twist away in case anybody wants to go see it. So wait until it comes out away. on DVD and rent it. Whatever you do, don't do that. Well, in case anybody actually wants to go see this movie. I don't want to give that twist away in case somebody actually does want to go see it and have that twist revealed for themselves. It's just not very good. And it's just kind of dumb the way it's presented and you just kind of have to go with it. It's just, it's, you know, adding a supernatural element that's not needed. That's the best way. I can okay. See, see, okay. There's an see, actress see, in the movie see. named Im- Imogen Poots. Imogen Poots. Yep. Imogen Poots. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a name. Riley, who was the victim of a sexual assault. And that's what uh, predicates this entire film. That she was a victim of an assault, and all the Chad say that she didn't, she wasn't assaulted. She said she was. So it's, uh, yeah. Man, that sounds like some plot line. 
Don't Sounds like it. Brett Kavanaugh hearing. <laughs> but that's what, and, well, Kerry always was fun in it. Kerry always had a great time. <laughs> so he was having fun playing uh, the professor of the school that's being fired because he believes in white authors rather than any other race for some reason. <laughs> so, yeah, his one thing well, is they are the Yeah, but he, uh, he seems to travel a little bit too hard. Was he being stalked oh, by okay. any of his teenage students in that one? <laughs> no, no, not a, not a Black Christmas. No, by the teenage mutants. Like what, the Ninja Turtles? <laughs> the Turtles? Students. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. I, it took me a second to register. Sure. But anyway, so that's, that's just a little mini review of Black Christmas. It's avoidable. Wait for it to come out in digital and rent it. Don't go to the theater. I told Ghoul, don't waste one of your free passes at Black Christmas. <laughs> See something else. Anything else. Make, you know, use it on something you want to do. <laughs> Wait till Valentine's Day when it comes out. Sadly, <laughs> I've continued to not see anything with my passes. I have been on such a dry run. It's 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 almost criminal at this point. I get to go see Star Wars tomorrow, though. So. Well, there Woo-hoo! you go. So you're going to use it on something. You got the the new Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You got something to use it on. You know, making progress, one step at a time. And <laughs> yeah. I know it. The ghoul is all excited. Just you know, he he's just all all over this shit, man. Oh, little fanboy, just oh, he can't wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if he's like that, but maybe. I, I, I hey, I'm just I'm just, I'm just picking because I gotta wait till my son comes up for Christmas to be able to go see it. <laughs> ah. What's that? Star Wars? Oh darn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm not gonna get to see it until uh, after Christmas. We're traveling. Uh, we're traveling east on uh, Friday morning, and we're not back until the following Saturday. So I'm not going to get to see it until uh, probably after New Year's Eve. I'll probably go like January 2nd or January 3rd before I go back to work or something like that. Now, now Star Wars, though, are, aren't they doing um, midnight releases tonight, Ghoul? No. I thought they were doing no. tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do, do you really think I wouldn't be going if they were? <laughs> no. no. They're not around here anyway. You know, not at any of the AMCs. I didn't bother looking at any of the other theaters. Ghoul, I have not seen any of it, but I'm assuming, Ghoul, that you have been watching The Mandalorian. Oh, yes. Fuck yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> We've been watching Mandalorian. <laughs> Uh, so there's that 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 baby that baby Yoda thing. Have you yep, been watching right? Mando? No, I haven't seen it. Um, no. But it's right it's on it's on because it's on Disney, right? I don't have Disney Plus. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a Disney thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I was gonna say was that you know have you have you guys seen all those uh, memes that have been going around the past few weeks where it's no. like I'm so, gonna, no. I'm gonna tell so, my what what. What are you talking about? What? 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 What are you talking about? There, there have been like no baby Yoda memes all over the fucking internet, taking up all the bandwidth. We would let me. We have no idea (laughs) what you're talking about, cool. (laughs) If you, if you, and it's one, it's the doctor talking, and and Uh, sorry, and and cheese monkey. It only took you like fucking 18 minutes to get that goddamn sentence now, man. Man, when you get over this amateurish attempt at setting up a joke. Uh, what I was trying to say had nothing to do with me- with Baby Yoda memes. Uh, baby but there's Yoda! Been this seri- <laughs> there's been these series Calm of down. memes where 
where somebody will post a picture of something and be like, I'm going to tell my kids that this is, uh, have you seen any of those? And it's, and it's like, yeah, um, I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to make one that, uh, had a picture of the, the um, baby Yoda, but I said, I'm going to tell my kids that this was Gizmo. <laughs> Jesus, Doc. What the hell is wrong with you people? Like, that, that was just as bad a setup as monkeys, man. <laughs> no, these guys got it out. I thought you were going to go with something good. Like, you know, like you, you show a picture of the baby Yoda and you're going to show it to your kids and be like, hey, this was me before I was circumcised or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, he tried. Uh, he tried. But, but yes, but we did have the Mandalorian air uh, not once, but twice apparently within the past week because of um, Star Wars being released this Friday. For some reason, they bumped up the schedule of the Mandalorian, and the Ghoul got an extra episode this week. <laughs> of the, yes, I not had had Mandalorian, just the masculine version of Doc Brown's time machine. The Mandalorian. So yeah, I watched the new episode. They uh, they they released it today so that it wasn't a matter of conflicting with uh, the new movie's release on Friday. Like how? I, oh, is, I, that, I don't, is that why they did I it? Don't, Listen, I don't understand, like, who's sitting there on Disney's end, sitting to themselves saying, hey, you know what, if we drop the new episode of Mandalorian on Friday like we normally do, then it's definitely going to keep people from going out to the theaters to see Rise of the Skywalker. Like, yeah, that ain't going to fucking happen. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, it's no, not going to happen. anyone is going to be staying home to see the Mandalorian and not going to see the Star Wars movie, that's fucking crazy talk, you know. Like, I, it's December. It's December eighteenth. I know I got till at least like January third, second, third till I'm seeing the Star Wars movie, and uh, like I'm fucking bummed out that I gotta wait that long. Um, so I don't think anyone's gonna be like, oh, I'm not going to the Last Jedi because the Mandalorian is on. <laughs> All I know is I've had my ticket and, for a little bit over a month now. I'm going to see it in 3D tomorrow at 7 p.m. in East Brunswick. Um, not thrilled about seeing it in 3D. I would have rather just have seen it in normal digital. You know what? That was the one that had seats that I was happy with. So. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you. Like if that's. Uh, so, Ghoul, I want to ask you, because I don't know if you've seen it or not, but I've been doing some reading about how the, you know, like the, all the original Star Wars movies obviously are on the Disney Plus right now. Did they fuck yes. with, and I know we're not a Star Wars podcast, but did they once again fuck with the uh, Han Solo uh, Greedo scene from The New Hope? From the New Hope? Did <laughs> okay. they add, like, so, Greedo, yeah. like, screaming out some word? Okay, so it's a little bit weird. What, what they've done is the versions that are on Disney Plus, it's not like they altered it all over again for Disney Plus. They've been tinkering with it on and off for the last couple of years. And the most. No, I know there's been, there's, been version, different, there's been different things where they indicate maybe Greedo shot first. I know they've like screwed around with it since The New Hope. That's but gone on my since the special is, edition, though. But yeah, Greedo yeah. happened now. Oh, so go what ahead. happened you go is, ahead. Tell it. Tell quiet, I'll fill you in finally. So what happened is that recently, a couple, like a year or two ago, they released all of the versions on their digital release finally. 
and what they have on Disney Plus is those releases. So for whatever reason, as the this, this shooting now occurs, instead of it being Greedo shooting first, which did look terrible, they've now made it where they both kind of shoot at the same time. Yeah. But what's funny is that for whatever reason, <laughs> Greedo just says McClunky. <laughs> what? what? McClunky? <laughs> what? You can't, I, couldn't, I couldn't make it up, but this is the word that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> McClunky. <laughs> yeah, I heard about this, man. And, uh, so, yes, so, so, yes, there's a number of uh, other small changes throughout. Like, if you remember Return of the Jedi, Jabba's palace, like, the door to Jabba's palace was, was large. Is it gigantic? But it, now it's, like, ridiculously big. They, like, replaced the door that was there with, like, this gigantic, like, bay fucking door that you could probably fucking fit a, I don't know, like a small Star Destroyer. Now, maybe that's not that big, but it's really big now. So little details, I guess, that they, they wanted to throw in there to just make it feel bigger. I don't know. I don't know why they changed it, the things in it. It, it, looked, it looked more like the door now to uh, King Kong in the village and stuff like that. Yes, there you go. That, that's a good example for it. Um, I'm hoping that uh, – I heard somebody theorize recently that, in, you know, in a couple of years we're going to have the 50th anniversary. I'm hoping that maybe, just maybe, we get the original versions released on that anniversary. Like, I would love to get my hands on – you know, without having to get a VHS copy of it, like a, a DVD or a, you know, a digital version of the original trilogy without alterations. I'm talking before the special editions. I just want the straight-up movie that I saw as a kid. They have them out there, man. Uh, I ha- I have a DVD set where it's the um, anniversary editions and then the original cuts as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, don't, I don't have – I've got the original on tape. Um, I just don't have a tape player, so got that as yeah. it is. <laughs> so, so what else is going on? You know, with this with this McClunky thing, and again, you know, I'm this is just going on uh, what I've read. Welcome I to the Star Wars it. podcast, everybody. We're talking all things. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> what's actually <laughs> very interesting is that is with 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 Disney owning everything now, right? Is it like I don't know like where what is Disney's reach uh, entail? Because I don't know. Like, is it George Lucas that's putting McClunky in, or is that like Disney people tingling with that shit? No, I mean that's that's probably Disney people at this point. Lucas has no. I mean, he's still like, I guess has like little. They'll come to him or go to him to like ask little questions here and there, but that's about it. He's all hands off at this point. So McClunky, yeah. I, I know it wasn't in the it wasn't in the special editions. It was in whatever the the most recent digital version was, and that's a Disney release. So <laughs> oh, then again, you know what? Oh, hold on. <laughs> Actually, though, McClunky might have been added in when they were doing the 3D version of the movie. Because that is the one that got the 3D treatment, if I remember right. And that was still before the sale to Lucas, so uh, the sale mm-hmm. to Disney. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. I can look into it a little bit, well, but yeah. 
if it's, yeah, if it's, what, what, what I was going to say, yeah. uh, you know, what I was going to say is that, so George Lucas lives, at, like truthfully, lives not very far from me. Uh, my town is called Fairfax. Um, I'm pretty sure that his actual residence is in the town uh, right next door to mine called Shannon Somo. And uh, there's this little, <clears throat> there's this little, like, there's this little, there's this little Back breakfast on. shop in San Anselmo, and, like, San Anselmo is a tiny town, like, uh, like, the downtown is maybe similar to the downtown of Englishtown, it's a very tiny downtown, and, um, you know, there's a, there's a breakfast coffee shop called Hilda's Coffee Shop, and he's in there, like, all the time, like, you know, if you go into Hilda's on, like, a Tuesday at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning, there's a good chance that he's in there, um, you know, he's paid, you know, he, he puts, like, so much money into our area, uh, there's a, there's a park in, uh, San Anselmo oh, called Imagination Park. Area. That has well, that's where I live, man. Uh, that it, there's, there's this just, park, imagine park of statues of Yoda and statues of Indiana Jones, and he actually just paid for them to do an entire, uh, you know, reconstruction of the median of the one main road that uh, passes through town. So like, they tore out this old median, and he he like paid for them to make it beautiful with trees and all of this stuff. Uh, so. Uh, if I'm in the right kind of headspace, if I see that guy walking down the street, should I like scream McClunky at him? Uh, you could. You should get a picture, get a picture with him, and then put it on the Talking Terror Facebook page. <laughs> and blame McClunky, bitches. <laughs> yeah, but then, then, then the King of Horror might get mad because we're not a Star Wars podcast. Yeah, no, we're a horror podcast. But it'd be great if like, George Wilkins was just sitting in that coffee shop going, hey guys, I'm uh, George Wilkins. In case you guys didn't know, I did a little thing called Star Wars. Uh, you know, anybody want to hang out with me and uh, we'll talk McClunky for a little while. Uh, you guys like McClunky, right? That was my suggestion. I walked in there and I said, guys, for Disney Plus, we got to go McClunky. McClunky or go home, guys. Come on. It's, uh, Disney Plus. I'm George Wilkins. This was Lucas's edit, and again, like I said, it must have come in during the 3D thing or whatever. But yeah, I, I, the only thing I could think is that he needed to cover up a noise or something that he was trying to to phase out of. Like, I don't. Why do you add something else in there? Maybe it has something to do with the blaster sounds, meaning that you're trying to line it up with the two blasters at the same time. But the fact that it came out as clunky, sounding like it's some bad detective from some pulp, pulp novel. <laughs> McClunky, you or did it like, again. Or maybe that's just Greedo's way of just saying, oh, fuck. You know? <laughs> McClunky. <laughs> Had to cover up the sound of Harrison Ford farting or something like that. And he's like, oh, we got to cover up that ass blast. Cover it up with McClunky. <laughs> Nothing was as bad as them having to try to cover up the fact that, you know, the, the reality, which is that Han shot first. Okay? He's the only person that oh, shot. Yeah. Yes, it makes the, the character who the character is. Like, to try to sanitize it and be like, oh, Han is not a killer. Like, that's what made the fucking character so awesome that he was just like, fuck you, and blew the guy away. Like, that's the way it is. Yeah. Mm. Deal with it. It's like, in the later movies, yes, he evolves, but from the beginning, yes, he's a badass cowboy. You know, and that's what he does. And, sure. you know, that was one of the reasons I liked I liked him. But we, I think we spent enough time on Star Wars. I think we should move on to some horror news. Have we? So, oh, okay. Doc. <laughs> we, before we get to that, can we, can we talk Star about Sylvester Stallone for okay, a little while? The fact of the before matter we get is, to that? Is the, the, the last version of the Star Wars original series coming out tomorrow, okay? 
So please this excuse is true. us if we talked about it a little bit. No, I, I'm oh. totally with you on this, man. I'm excited as fuck too. <laughs> Sorry, well, God, you guys are too hard. You know, before we get to tonight. horror news, before we get to horror news, do you think we can do like ten minutes on Stallone? <laughs> oh, well, I'm, not. I'm always. And we could have Jean Claude Van Damme power hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what I really want to talk about is Jeff Speakman. I really want to talk about Jeff Speakman first. Okay. Sorry, who? Rapid fire. Perfect weapon, dude. Jeff no, the perfect weapon, Jeff Speakman. All right. Rapid so fire my question was, uh, now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, rapid <laughs> fire was yeah. Anyway, uh, what do what do Sam Raimi, Guillermo del Toro, Alejandro Aja, uh, Jason Blum, and Steven Spielberg, and now Ridley Scott all have in common? They're all on QB. Uh, they're all on. They are side. all. Oh, the King of Horror is up on the up and up. Yes, they are all on Tubi, this this new streaming service that I know I talked about uh, previously on the show several weeks ago, uh, maybe several months ago. We've used it. What are you talking about? We've used it multiple times to watch movies, Doc. Where the hell have you been? No, no, he's talking about the streaming service. No, 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 maybe I misheard the king, not Tubi. Quibi. 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 Ah, okay. No, is a new Isn't that what the uh, the dudes from Dude Where My Car is that what they they used to say Quibby? Shibby. Maybe. <laughs> oh, my uh, bad. I know that one too. This is, this is <laughs> no one's service. Uh, that's coming in April of 2020. It's a new streaming service uh, where you're going hey. to have episodic stories by famous directors that are only going to be episodic. Uh, like around ten ten minutes a piece. Aren't you a teacher? Episodic? And, what the hell word is episodic? <laughs> and, well, uh, my, my, horror, my horror news to you this evening is brought to you by, by Taylor Flaggate, Tawny Portwine. Um, so. <laughs> well said. <laughs> I mean, all things. Thank you so much, Miss Hannigan. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> the rooster. Um, so. <laughs> um, the the Quibi streaming service, uh, ten minutes episodes, take the uh, and serious. Spielberg and <laughs> Raimi and Del Toro and Aha and Blum, uh, they're all uh-huh. involved with different. Uh, uh-huh. They're all involved with different. Uh, series that they're creating for this service, and now Ridley Scott has jumped in and with uh, uh, his own story that's called Cursor, uh, which is going to be about a broke college student who plays a 1980s survival computer game that locks her into a world of horror. Uh, And this is going to be a series broken up into 10-minute episodes, um, and they're all also jumping into the nostalgia uh, realm. Uh, apparently there, and I am not familiar with this. I, I was a little bit old, I guess, when this was on, but uh, King, you're a little bit younger, so maybe you're familiar with something from Nickelodeon called Legends of the Hidden Temple. Does that sound familiar yes, to you? Yes, Olmec. Oh, shit. It was like, was like, <laughs> it was like Double Yeah, it was yeah, a game was show. A, yep, game show with Olmec. Yeah, it was a, yep. that was on from 1993 to 1999. Uh, Quibi is also bringing back Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um, to their streaming nice. service as nice. well. So that also yeah, is going to, 
He's now, when you say they're – I'm sorry, Doc. Finish. Why are you apologizing? Because <laughs> I interrupted you. Don't apologize for who you are. Say <laughs> hey, what you want to say, man. I, no, I just wanted to ask, um, when you say they're bringing back Legends of the Hidden Temple, are they doing a new version, or are they just re-airing old episodes? No, this is all new content. This is all new content. Oh. It's a reboot, and this is it's a it's a reboot of Legends of the Hidden Temple, and it's going to be it's going to be for adults, not for kids. Oh, Ooh. I was gonna yeah, I was gonna say I thought I heard something about Legends of the Hidden Temple, but not that they were bringing it back as a game show. I think that they're doing a series, like an adult themed series okay. for it. No, oh, I okay. Let me give you the. Okay. Let me give you the 411. The classic Nickelodeon game show, Legends of Hidden Temple, is officially getting an adult reboot. Uh, Bringing back Legends for Quibi is a dream come true. I've been so lucky to be part of this defining millennial show, and now there's a defining millennial platform to go with it. I couldn't be more excited. The game game (laughs) specifics still remain a mystery. Uh, but they will retain several trademarks from the 90s run, including the first moat crossing stage, the final temple run stage, and talking talking Olmec head. So this is going to be a game show. Oh, shit. Okay. King, King, we got to tie you up, man. I know. We got to keep going Legends of the Hidden Temple. (laughs) I'll be there. I I know that everything on the internet is weird and all this and that. You're reading stuff up on Quibi, but I did just check on Wikipedia. (laughs) And as far as the Legends of the Hidden Temple go, the last thing on it was the movie that was made a couple years ago, and that's pretty much it. There was a movie? Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yeah. Apparently. No idea. I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Neither did I. All right. (laughs) All right. All right, Doc, what else you got? (laughs) Uh, So, uh, Firestarter is now on the, well, the the whenever we'll get around to coming out release of the Firestarter remake is now on not its first, not its second, but on its third director. What? I do apologize. I do now see news about the nineteen or the 2019 announcement that there is a reboot. Sorry, just just correcting okay. myself. Reboot of what? Legend of the Temple. Legend of the Fall. Yeah, we we moved on. We've moved on from that now. <laughs> okay, but, that, man. but you know me, I, I don't like to to say things that are false and then get hate right. for it. So I'm just correcting. We don't need hate. Okay, I'm go- you stand her. corrected. Someone named Keith Thomas is now going to be the third director for the Firestarter uh, remake. Of the Vigil. Uh, that makes yeah. Keith Thomas? That's yep. my name, Thomas. actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, you have a new job. Hey, here for the Keith. <laughs> Somebody named Scott Towns or something is still writing the screenplay. He also just wrote uh, Halloween Kills, which is being yes, currently filmed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> throw that on the list. You know, production, pro- pro- production for this <laughs> Firestarter remake uh, started all the way back in two th- 2017. So sounds like production is time. running smooth as could be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you know, maybe one day they'll eventually get something to the screen. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I like Firestarter, the original with Drew Barrymore and uh, Keith Wayne, but uh, Keith David. Oh, so rather, much but, fun. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah the original one. Of course, he's got rules. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, he's, such, he's just so great at playing a villain. He really is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, I don't know. When I saw that it was going to be remade, I was like, does it really need it? No, but you know what? That's the popular thing yeah. to do. Take old properties well, all, and make them new again. Yeah, but also when you sit there and couple that with the fact that it's a Stephen King property and everyone's trying to pick up the Stephen King properties right now, of course they're going to sit there and jump on something like Firestarter. You know, I, I just hope it would be cool if they do it, if they just give Drew Barrymore a small cameo in it. That would be cool. You know, just be like, hey, be right. ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be great to have her in there in some capacity. But so that like working in general, coming with quick, the, quick, yeah. yeah, quick capacity working at the clinic would be cool. <laughs> but like the the doc had said, it's been a long time coming for this movie, so smooth sailing for productions. Um, all right, so what's next? So apparently, uh, back in the early '90s, Quentin Tarantino was going to write Halloween Six and uh, take our are are Michael Myers out of Haddonfield and uh, explore a road trip adventure yeah. where he and the man in black yeah. were going to be traveling down Route 66, murdering all of the customers and employees at the Route 66 <laughs> coffee shop? Well, to be uh, fair... What the fuck is he even talking about? Like, seriously, I know he's going to talk to the press, yeah. and while I'm a huge fan of Tarantino, he often has diarrhea of the mouth in interviews. Uh, like is he not? Is he like completely full of shit and just saying whatever the fuck comes to his mind when he's asked this question? Because this just sounds absolutely fucking ridiculous. I mean, to opinion. be fair, like I said, I this this has been down to the bout a lot, but it just came out recently in an article where they talk about it. But he's been talking about this for years. They came up to him, Miramax came up to him in 1994, and they said, "We want you to write Halloween Six, and we know that you're great with Pulp Fiction, so write us a Halloween Six script." And he turned it down. He said, "No way, I can't do this." He's like, I love Halloween and the series. He's like, but I'm not the guy to do it. He's like, because me, I'd do it like I would want to do it. And that would make Michael Myers and the Men in Black travel to coffee shops down Route 66, and Michael would just be killing all along the way. And I would put a 70 soundtrack <laughs> in it, and it wouldn't work. And he's like, and that's why I turned it down. He's like, because you have to have somebody that actually cares enough to write a good script. Not saying Halloween 6 is the greatest of scripts, but Tarantino is just fucking with people. He's trolling people, and he's having a good time doing it. <laughs> Talking about... His vision for Halloween 6, which just, it would have, I mean, you know, in a, a fan film way, it would have been fun, but no, not as a long-term film. Um, what's even better is that Quentin Tarantino talked about how his pick, his third choice to play Bill and Kill Bill was Bruce Willis. His original choice was Warren Baby. He went with David Carradine. His third pick was fucking Bruce Willis. And he talked about how he wanted Bill to play a Bond-like villain, not a Bond villain, but James Bond as a villain. And he said, if I had casted uh, Bruce Willis, it would have been a lot less Cristal and a lot more Coors. A lot m- less champagne, a lot more beer. If I had cast Bruce yeah. Willis as Bill in my Kill Bill series. And that just so, was so hilarious to think about Bruce Willis playing Bill in the Kill Bill series. So he was sitting there trying to, if he, he so he's saying, if he was able to have gotten Bruce Willis for the role then it would have taken a more harder turn towards just straight-up action movie as opposed to the witty thing that he wrote for the Kill Bill series? Well, he originally wanted Warren Beatty. He said that Warren Beatty is his Bill. If he had his own way, Warren Beatty would have been Bill. But David Carradine 
was the one that accepted it, but he said if David Carradine turned it down, he was going to go to Bruce Willis and completely rewrite the script and make him a lot less oh. about the champagne and Cristal and a lot more about Coors. A lot more of a, a beer and just a laid-back type of bill than what we got with David Carradine, who fucking smashed it out of the park as that character for those two films. Yeah, I thought he was great. That's why I'm trying to figure out what your statement was saying was, are they just going to you know, if they had been able to get Bruce Willis, were they just going to go straight up 80s-style action movie? Oh, yeah. He would have treated it a lot more like an 80s-style action film with Bruce Willis playing more of like a grizzled, you know, villain, kind of like John McClane if he went evil in some way. <laughs> okay. And that would have been his vision, you know, if Bruce Willis had actually been the third choice to go with it. But luckily, David Carradine stepped in and said, I'll do it. Rest in peace, sir. But much better choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. I th- I think with with the cast and with Tarantino's writing and stuff like that, um, it you know David Carradine did a great job in there. Absolutely, I, I can't picture a better Bill in those movies. And I know that Tarantino has also said that he has a perfect concept for the third volume if he ever gets a chance to make it. But I, who knows. If he's ever actually going to make a volume three of Kill Bill, I'd love to see it. Yeah, but it's a long time coming. I uh, I also think it's not necessary. It's like Kill Bill closed in in a great way. Let it be. We don't need to reopen that can of worms. Yeah, it was great as the two volumes that we got. And what I would love to see more than anything else would actually since. We we got the story that we've got. We saw the demise of all of those those characters. Right. Um, yeah. If anything, I would love to see a series go back. You know, let's say on something like Amazon or Netflix or something, and let's explore each of those characters. Maybe give us a little bit more depth into all of them, like Oreni Shi and all of that. Ooh, okay. That I'd would be behind awesome. that. If they did that. Yeah. I can't yeah. say that I wouldn't be behind that. I love it. Yeah, I think that'd be a great yeah. way to kind of bring that back. I, I think that I think that would make a really good episodic series. Episodic. Episodic. <laughs> is it a reboot or is it a reboot? <laughs> it's a rebot. <laughs> it's a reboot. Robot. <laughs> Killbot. <laughs> Blocky. <laughs> right. So what else do you have for us, Doc? Do we have any actual horror news? Uh, Firestarter. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we talked so much about Ghostbusters. Firestarter. Uh, there's going to be a Ghostbusters documentary uh, called Cleaning Up the Town. That is going to uh, – this is a, a documentary that was created by the brother-sister duo of Anthony and Claire Bueno. Uh, this is going no to bueno. be uh, released <laughs> – released <laughs> released theatrically in the UK on January 7th. Uh, Anthony and Claire Nobueno uh, put in 12 <laughs> years of research to create what they're calling the definitive retrospective uh, in the Ghostbusters universe. Uh, so January 7th, UK theatrical release. You'll see it on uh, video on demand on January 27th and Blu-ray and DVD sometime in March. But they are claiming that they have made the ultimate in Ghostbusters documentaries. Okay, I'm sorry, man. Uh, and it, you spent 12 years, 12 years, okay, 12 years <laughs> making a fucking documentary on 
two movies, an animated series, a fucking video game, and a fucking third film that has been in development hell forever, along with the 2016 remake and then Afterlife. Like, come on, people. Just go watch the movies. You want to... You don't need a documentary. It's not, not, this isn't Nazi-occupied Germany where there's actual real stories to be told here. It's a movie. Sorry. It's not a race, guys. It's a documentary. They weren't in any hurry. It took them 12 it years. They were, thinking time. they were thinking long game with this documentary. They weren't thinking hot take release. But thinking about hot I'm takes, a, Doc, I'm, what did you think about Ghostbusters Afterlife? Because you weren't here last week when we talked about it. Wanted to get your quick hot take on that. Uh, I mean, the trailer looked pretty cool. Uh, you know, like I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching it. I don't have a hot take, man. This is just what I, I don't. I hate that fucking term. Um, but anyway, uh, the trailer was fun. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, I, I, I guess it was better than I thought it was gonna be. Like I, like anything involving Ghostbusters, I just have a negative connotation hanging over. Uh, as I've talked about numerous times on this show. Um, but, you know, I was pleased with the trailer, and I'm curious to continue following the saga and see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right, so, what, so uh, what's so next on the docket? Yep. You can be the owner of the Silent, Die, Silent Night Deadly Night collection box uh, if you are such a fan mm. of Silent Night Deadly Night. Put out by the collection collection box box for Silent Night, Deadly Night comes with an activity booklet that has 12 pages of coloring games, puzzles, and crayons, two (laughs) t-shirts, a glitter enamel pin, wax-packed trading cards that has 80 cards in the set, uh, stickers, and a Linnaeus Quigley autograph. If you are a fan of Silent Night, Deadly Night, check out the Silent Night, Deadly Night collector box. I want that so bad. <laughs> I can't lie. I love Silent Night, Deadly Night. One of my favorite it's, holiday horror films. It's like Lisa Frank on crack. It's like... <laughs> just, coloring book, man. Uh, iron on, puffy stickers. <laughs> puffy stickers. What's the price tag on that? <laughs> yeah. What's that going to run you? you know the price? I do not know the price. Uh, ah, it's priceless. Was, well, <laughs> well, what I was reading uh, was for a box set, but when I went to research the pricing, uh, I was only able to see like all of those items uh, separately, uh, not in a collection. But I was reading about a collection, so I'll continue to do some research and update you along the way. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that because I, I would definitely just be like, oh, I'm ordering that for Christmas because <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Hey, Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's it's so good. Um, yeah, I mean those collection boxes are a big thing now. Uh, I know Fright uh, Rags, uh, where I get a lot of my horror T-shirts, does a lot of collection boxes, where it's like get the T-shirt, you get a sticker, you get a pin, you know, you get a little poster with it. So it's it, these collection boxes are a big thing, kind of like the wood, uh, the credit horrors. Uh, some of the websites do that, where it's like you get a hat, a shirt, and, you know, a poster. You know, they're cool. I mean, they're, just, they're really fucking expensive. Yeah, mm-hmm. loot yeah. crate. Loot crate. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, I would love to do it, but it's just expensive. That's why I'm like, yeah, I'd rather spend my money on something else. <laughs> you know, than these uh, subscription uh, boxes. 
Silent Night, Deadly Night um, just damaged me at a young age, man. Like, I put that up there with, like, Sleepaway Camp. There's nothing like watching Santa rape somebody at the beginning of a movie, you know, when you're a kid. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, punish. No, Billy, no. <laughs> I love that movie. All right, so, Doc, what else do you have for us? That's it. So, the general consensus of the top ten, because the decade is coming to an end, I have uh, the general consensus from several different websites on the top ten horror movies of the decade. Uh, And those top ten horror movies, and this is not my opinion, I'm just reporting what I've been reading from several different sites. Uh, The Babadook, The Cabin in the Woods, The Conjuring, Get Out, (laughs) Hereditary, it's Chapter One. It follows A Quiet Place, Train to Busan, and The Witch. Uh, uh, that is the general consensus on this. Uh, of the decade. So, the decade. so no Get Out. No Us. Right. No. I said Get Out. You were all talking when I was saying oh, that. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Didn't Bob Goose, okay. Cabin in the Woods, The Conjuring, Get Out, Hereditary, It Chapter One. It follows a quiet place, train to Busan, and the witch. Well, I mean, some of those I agree with. Just, I wouldn't put I the, the Baba Duke in Busan. It's not a matter of the Conjuring. The Conjuring. The one reason I put that on that list is the fact that it became, you know, huge. It made a lot of money. It's got a huge <clears> following. You know, it <throat> follows was a solid little <clears throat> film. Um, I kind of like started real small, but gained a lot of popularity. Um, yeah. You know, well, same uh, thing with Bubba. The same thing with Bubba Duke, Bubba man. It's like, sucks, though. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I, movie we sucked. are. Yes, we all agree on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. okay. I didn't think that. Most it of sucked. us agreed on that. But sucked. the people, the people who love that movie, really. Fucking love that movie. I don't know I why. I love it, but but, uh, but the, the people who are fans of Baba Duke fucking love that movie. Yeah, there are a lot of there. I they're also I they could... are also people that get pegged on a regular basis. Okay, that's who they are. <laughs> I thought the Baba Duke was decent. I didn't I didn't love it. I didn't think it was the greatest thing I've ever yeah. seen. But I certainly so certainly bad. didn't think that it sucked. Oh, it sucks. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Doc. You're you're by yourself on this one. <laughs> I have no problem being. I don't need to have the same opinion on uh, as you guys. I can He's stand on, on my own with my own opinion. Oh, bad myself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> rules, guys. Okay, you just don't get it. You're not in the know with Jennifer Kent and Duke. Well. Now you're just you know putting content into my mouth, back, which I, I never probably said. go back and listen to the Baba Duke episode, and I'll probably like, oh, I really like this movie. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, I uh, know. I'm, 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 I'm perfectly honest. What I don't a fucking movie, you guys. I just, I just remember getting negative feelings off of the movie, but that may not even be real. That may just be me remembering something in a totally wrong way. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, a good well, PSA for never all... having kids. I mean, it ain't fucking hockey <laughs> for you, right? Yeah, I, just, just call somebody a honky. I said it ain't Pontypool. A honky? A honky. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Pony bought the whole other one. That didn't make the you know, the best of list of the coming year. Maybe it did. Who knows? It didn't have my list. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So that's interesting. I'm that's, the only uh, one I like Pony Pool. <laughs> you no, know, no. I think you know Doc liked it too. It, you know, picked it. Liked nope. It. No, he didn't. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm the only one. I'm the only one that likes Pony Pool. All right. So best of the decade. What else do you have for us, Doc? So finally wrapping it up. While those were, you know, the general consensus is the ten best of the decade. I also came upon a list of ten uh, excellent horror movies that you might have missed. And as I'm going to go through this list real quick, uh, I will say that there's not one thing on this list uh, that I have heard of. So. I'm curious to okay. hear if you guys have heard of any of these things, and let me just get I'm to sure the list the and then we can discuss. First, we have something called Antrim, the deadliest film ever made. Then we have The Black Forest. Then we have Kindred <laughs> Spirits. Then we had Belzel mm-hmm. Booth. Then we had Deprived. Then we had Sweetheart, The Golden Glove, mm-hmm. Piercing, Harpoon, mm-hmm. and We Summon the Darkness. Okay, so We Summon the Darkness, great film, and Antrim, I loved. So out of those that list, <laughs> those two definitely solid picks. The other ones, they're okay, but no, those two Antrim definitely needs to be seen. Uh, and the last one you mentioned, I saw it actually three weeks ago, and fantastic. So yeah, I know I, I'm horrible because all I do is watch horror movies. Like apparently, King, you know, on top of it. Yeah, like, like Antrim and her the trim. deadliest film. A N T R U M. And trim. trim. Gotcha. No, and no, and trim. And trim. You know, my aunt, because my aunt's trim. No. Yeah. No. No. It's actually a great. I, I love it. I told the, the monkey about it not that long ago uh, when I saw Antrim, and I told Mo about it, and I was like, "This fucking movie rules." Like, <laughs> why isn't anybody else talking about it? Um, so it definitely made my list of this year of movies that need to be talked about more. Quite a synopsis, you know. To rescue the soul of their deceased dog, a young boy and girl enter a forest and dig a hole to hell. Okay. But that's the wraparound movie. It's all about a documentary being made about Antrim, which is the deadliest movie ever made because it killed a bunch of people in a movie theater in Budapest in the 80s. So this movie is a cursed film. Going along the whole thing about cursed movies. I liked my synopsis better than anything you just said. So just let me believe in my synopsis. Well, I liked Antrim a lot more than a lot of people liked, so I'll stick with my Antrim. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that that list is a good list. But those those two movies are the ones that I'll stick with. Um, you know, for the ones that nobody's ever seen, because <laughs> I'm sure me and three other people have seen those movies. So way to go, oh, guys! We did it. <laughs> yeah, me and three people. The theater was empty. We owe the, the internet. We owe the, the internet. <laughs> Horror nerds unite. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> go go for right. a high five and they miss. <laughs> yeah, like Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> it's going to be a great year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lewis. <laughs> You're Me at the Horror University. I've heard gay. 
horn that sounded kind of like that once. I had an animal involved with it. Lewis and Lass from the Wizard of Nerds? Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> okay, so Doc, that's a wrap for horror news for tonight? Yes. Have okay. anything else? All right, well. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, uh, uh, actually, Ghoul, real quick before we get into the movie, you've checked out Harley Quinn, the animated series, the one that I've been fucking pumping on this show for the past three weeks. What did you think about it? Because I love it, and I think you might like it too. So, well, okay. After, after however many months, and I swear, I'm sure, again, if I go back, just like with the Baba Duke, I'm sure somewhere at some point or another, I swore that I would never, ever get the DC streaming service. Well, yes, you did. You know what, Many the, other, times. The, other day, <laughs> the other day, I was kind of bored, didn't have anything to do, was like, hey, oh, no. you know what? I'm going to do the free trial, take a look at this thing, and catch a couple of these these movies and shows and whatnot. Uh, oh, that's because I started getting into the crisis on the Infinite Earths and all that stuff. I, I got back into DC because of the other TV series. So anyway, right. exploring this, this, this streaming service has now torn me up. I'm, I'm torn asunder between the Disney Plus and the DC stuff. Only because I'm really enjoying the ability to go back and read the entire, well, however much of the back catalog of DC comic books that are on the DC streaming site. Something that you don't get with the Disney. Yes. Yeah, and I don't like reading books typically on the digital medium, but it's saving me hundreds of dollars that it would cost for me to collect all of these issues to read storylines that I've always wanted to read the entire storyline. So that's kind of a – it just gives them a couple bonus points there. Now, as far as their actual films and TV series and stuff, it's limited. They have nowhere near the amount of shit that you got going on on the Disney Plus stuff. What's there is mediocre at best. It's a lot of animated things. Um, started watching the, uh, the the Titans series. It's okay. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm just getting into it. I've watched two episodes. I tried watching Swamp Thing. I watched the pilot. I fell asleep like three times watching this damn pilot. It's hour long. It's, it's that bad? It, it was terrible. It was terrible. Like, and again, I'm gonna, I'll try to watch the rest of the series just to see. But I understand why it got canceled. Because, I mean, again, if this is the idea that they were going with, and these are the people they're presenting, yeah. I'm yeah, stupid, man. <laughs> but because we talked about it in the past about how they spent mad money to make this series, man. It's not a matter of the production, from what I can tell. You know, the sets all look great. The writing is just—it's it's Andy Muschietti. Uh, no, it's Muschietti. No, it's the guy, not uh, Muschietti. Dalbert, the guy that wrote. Yeah. The guy that wrote uh, it, Chapter Two. Um. Andy Bean, that's the guy I think that's in that's in the show. Mm. I guess uh, maybe okay. it's just that it was also not something I was expecting to see. You know, I, I assumed going into the Swamp Thing series, I was just, you know, hey, I know what I'm getting. I know what I paid for. I don't need the lead up and the origin and all of that stuff. And for it to start the way it did, get introduced to this character, he's kind of boring only for the final, like, point of the last of that first episode to finally give you a tidbit of him. I still haven't even seen him in Swamp Thing yet. 
because you haven't seen the damn character. <laughs> and it, like that needs to be there in the first episode. I should have been at Swamp Thing by 30 minutes into this damn thing. But whatever, man. <clears throat> so Harley Quinn series, because obviously I'm taking way too long to even give my thoughts on that. You know, King, you said that it was raunchy. You said it was this. You said it was that. Man, it, it's ridiculous. It really is. I enjoy it. It is entertaining. It is funny. It's shockingly funny. It's not intelligent. It's not. It's not trying nope, to be. Not it's just all. literally trying no. to be lewd, rude, <laughs> disgusting, and and yeah, uh, yeah. Wow. I mean, it, 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 the first episode literally starts <laughs> off. Fuck yeah. It literally starts off <laughs> with like a boat captain talking about you know like hey my fellow whites. You know, let's get on to doing what we what we love doing the most, which is fucking over the poor. You know, at which point you get introduced to wow. Harley Quinn, who's coming, who's coming in, and she's like, "All right, all you motherfuckers, I'm gonna do fucking this, and you better fucking do like this." Just cursing left and right. It is just yeah. And then there's Kite Man, who is phenomenal. Kite Man, of all people. Hell yeah. You're talking like a, a Z. A Z level yeah. Batman. Bottom man. Doctor Psycho. And he is obviously one of the best characters. Doctor Psycho, I'll take though. I've seen him in other stuff, and he's entertaining. Yeah. He's, he's weird, mm. you know. But but uh, no, mm. Kite Man. Yeah, who would ever think Kite Man can actually be good in anything? <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Doctor Psycho okay, calling so, Wonder Woman a cunt. Yeah, the sea bomb. So if I can just ask one question to the ghoul and then we can wrap it up is I just wanted to ask you with the DC, I mean, with the Disney plus versus the DC streaming service. So do, uh, does Disney not have a back catalog for Marvel issues? They No, they have any connection to the comic books in Disney plus. Um, I know Marvel, I know has their own streaming service. But it doesn't connect to any of the video or movies. So, you know, the Disney Plus has all of that, and Marvel has their own digital streaming thing. Um, so it'll be two different, you know, subscriptions at that point. So oh, okay. I kind of like the one thing you get again with the DC is you, you, you're getting limited amounts of film and TV, and you're getting the comic books. I'm liking it right now. I know me. In like two, three weeks, I'm not even going to be thinking of it. And by that point, I'll probably just have read all the storylines I've wanted to read. read, read. Like, wow, I'm really speaking the English today, huh? Um, I've had, I would have read episodic. all of the episodic. episodic issues that I wanted to, to read. <laughs> and, and therefore, I would be talking it's so good at canceling. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'll probably I'll probably right. end up canceling it after a month or so, but we'll see. Well, it depends on what they do. Well, you know what, guys? I mean, okay. I gotta say, there's a full moon out tonight. I'm feeling a little bit wolfy. So let's get into the movie <laughs> tonight. Anyway. <laughs> Late phases from 2014. Yeah. Adrian Garcia, Fogliano. Doc, this is your pick. Let's get into it. Yes, we have late phases. Wait. Uh, from 2014, uh, co-produced horror movie, uh, horror movie uh, directed by Adrian Garcia Bogliano. Uh, it's his first feature mm. film in the English aye, 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 aye. Uh, It premiered uh, at the South by Southwest uh, Austin, uh, the South by Southwest uh, Festival in Austin, Texas, and it stars uh, Nick Dimitri and 
Uh, Ethan Embry, which just it's always so weird seeing Ethan Embry as like a grown person. Uh, but <laughs> he wears t-shirts. He wears t-shirts. We have, we have Ambrose McKinley, a blind Vietnam War veteran, and his seeing-eye dog Shadow uh, move into a retirement community at the edge of a forest. Uh, there is a horrible attack uh, by a werewolf-type creature, leaving his neighbor dead and his dog mortally wounded and uh you know ambrose uh fiercely independent begins to investigate uh what may be going on in his retirement community um you know and and in come the wolves uh so we have late phases uh, from 2014 all right so that is uh, the premise of the film. So why did okay. you pick this movie? What made you think about late phases, Doc? Uh, you know, I have my never-ending list of films that I haven't seen uh, that I I go to when I need to pick something for the show. And uh, I knew my pick was approaching, and I was going through my list, and one, looking for something that was available on a streaming service that I do have access to, uh, Prime. No big deal. And... Uh, you know, I like werewolf movies, uh, so I thought that I would like to give this one a shot. All right, excellent. All right, so, Ghoul, what do you think about late phases? I prefer werewolf movies in London. Um, yeah, it was a movie. <laughs> it was a film. Somebody had a camera. They had some actors. They had a script and some makeup, and they made a film. That's what yeah. I thought of it. That's what happened. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, right. Monkey, what do you think about Late Faces? Um, I had a good time with this movie. <laughs> I really did. Um, I was extremely thrown off by the fact that I saw Lance Gast in the credits, and I couldn't figure out where the fuck he was in the movie. But we'll get but to that did. later. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was like, I know I fucking met him. I, I, I know what he looks <laughs> yeah. like. But... <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed this movie, man. It was it was a really chill, a uh, really relaxed movie. Um, I, I like again, it's like whether or not you call this horror is like maybe more like suspense kind of stuff. But I enjoyed this movie just because um, I enjoyed the, like I actually enjoyed the writing of the idea of no matter how old you are, you're you're never gonna be able to get past that. To, those moments in your life of being the new weird kid in class, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what we get with Ambrose moving into this environment and him being just the odd man out. And, you know, you either fit in or you just be your own thing. It's like, you know, that, that moment, those, you know, those moments never go away. You're going to have to deal with those your entire life. And I thought that mm-hmm. it was just really well written that, yeah, you know, elementary school rules are going to apply for the rest of your life. And um, uh, special effects, um, I take with a grain of salt uh, and several uh, shots of alcohol to get through. But story-wise, I enjoyed it. Hmm. Okay. Um, And with late phases, I had actually bought this because – 
Adrian Garcia Bagliano directed Here Comes the Devil, which is a movie that actually gave to the monkey to watch um, not that long ago. He was the director. Oh, is that the movie got with the kid from Super Troopers in the elevator? No. No. Totally different movie. No. Yeah, completely different movie. Different different beast. It's uh, his Spanish movie that he did. Um, so this is one do of his you, first American, you, you know. Do yeah. you like the smell of pee-pee? Do you like the smell of pee-pee? <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. So I love Here Comes the Devil. And when I saw Late Phases on the shelf at one of the video stores I go to, uh, I bought it, you know, just sight unseen, not having anything to do with the movie. I just, I liked him as a director. Um, <clears throat> Ethan Embry's on the cover. Nick DeMisi from Stakeland is in it. I was like, this movie's going to be kind of good, right? Um, it's a good movie, but it's not like, <laughs> Ghoul, I agree with you. American Werewolf in London, to me, is the pinnacle of werewolf movies. Like you just well, yeah. you can't fuck with American World in London. Like that's the pinnacle. You can't replicate it. You can't do any better than American World in London um, in terms of werewolf movies. But this one does an okay job, but it's more about the characters. I mean, it's got an amazing fucking cast when you watch this movie. You have fucking Tom Noonan from Robocop Two. You have Rutana Alda from Emilyville Two. You have Caitlin O'Heaney from uh, He Knows You're Alone. And that movie about the doc and the Google really love, I think it's 12 O'Clock High. Is that the movie where she's a teacher? Yeah, well, you know, and she, yeah. Kaylin O'Haney, man. She's yeah, fantastic. But, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm just, I'm, my, my brain is, yeah. Okay, continue. So you have, uh, and also you have um, Ginger from Gilligan's Island in this movie, Tino Louise, playing one of the residents. Of this community, so I was like, all right, so he's got a big fucking cast. <laughs> you know, people that I know, including Larry Fessenden, who's a huge producer in his own right, um, made a ton of movies. So there was a, a lot to go with with this cast. Um, to me, it just it felt like more like Bubba Hotep meets a werewolf movie. Yeah. Where it's like you have this old community <clears throat> and things are happening, and it's up to the old folks to figure out what's going on, including the main character of this movie, Ambrose played by uh, Nick DeMisi, who, to me, was channeling his best fucking Charles Bronson. And I was like, this oh, is fuck fucking yeah. Death Wolf. Hey, I'm going to move into this community. Hey, I'm going to shoot some yeah. people. Hey, like, you know, yeah. That, uh, that's I, the way I, it felt. Yeah, it just, um, yeah, um, the Ambrose character is like, fucking nailed it for me and just kept me glued. It's like, uh, Nick, Nick DeMisi's acting in this movie was just fucking great. It's like just ornery so, old fucker. You know, just, <laughs> he didn't give a fuck about anybody's opinion and was just going to do his own no. fucking thing throughout the entire fucking movie while still trying to get shit done. And it's like, and um, even though this movie had a decent-sized cast, it's like, you know, this movie was definitely 100% centered around him and was all about his acting and being able to pull off this role. And it's because he just doesn't need anybody. You have Ethan Embry playing his son, Will, who drops him off in this community. He's like, you're okay? All right. See you later. Good luck. Yeah. Oh, forgot to yeah, plug in the phone. Head. That sucks. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Because <laughs> you feel like that Ambrose doesn't need him. Like, he doesn't need him to help him, so he's fine. He's got Shadow. And the first night that he's there, when he meets For a few uh, minutes. his next-door neighbor in the duplex, Go ahead, uh, Doc. I'm sorry. I was just saying, you said he had shadow, and I said for a few minutes. 
for a few minutes, yeah. and we're going to get there. <laughs> oh, because man, he needs I know the, the, the members of his community. Uh, he meets Gloria, Anna, Victoria, the Warris, who he shares a duplex with on the other side of the wall. But you have this dog, a shadow, German Shepherd, beautiful. You know, it's going to be his guide. It's going to be his dog. It's going to be his protector. And it does to a certain extent. <laughs> but to bring it back to the monkey, to me, this is like never ending story again with Artax. <laughs> you don't get fucking enough with the dog. Where When the dog dies in the beginning of the movie, you're like, all right, yeah. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Okay, it's not a big okay. character. It's taken out early enough where you're like, you know what? That's right. Yeah, you. Yeah, you go ahead and talk of the tough fucking game king. But we all know how you are about dogs in movies, man. All right, maybe I that dog was only in the. Didn't care. No, bull, bullshit. Because nope. anytime a dog just dies in a movie, no, you're like, oh, where the dog has to no. die? This time, oh. again, not enough time with this dog. There was not enough time. The werewolf that attacks Dolores in the duplex next to him, she gets killed. The dog goes on the attack for Ambrose, mm. and the dog dies. And then he puts the gun to the head and gives it away. He doesn't want to suffer. I'm like, you probably could have taken it to the vet if you had a fucking phone. Thank you, Will, for not installing a phone. Because now my dog got shot in the head. Thanks. I knew where to get that gun. But, yeah, there wasn't enough time with the dog to make a connection. And this was a problem I had with this part of the movie. Like, this rough opening was, um, you know, I guess they felt like they had to rush you into it. But uh, I wanted right. to see more of, of, like you said, the bond between Ambrose and Shadow. But also I wanted to see no – but I also wanted to feel like get to know Dolores more. And it's like we yeah. got to meet her. Yeah. You, think, you think maybe her and Ambrose would have had a little bit of chemistry going on. Maybe yeah. start to develop a little bit of a, a you know friendship, um, especially compared to the rest of the community, um, and then we could have done what was going to happen to him. But I felt like it was extru- you know we met Shadow, we we met Dolores, and hope you liked them because they're getting ready to cut out in five <laughs> yeah, seconds. Know. You know, <laughs> he's done real quick. Um, and and Ghoul, Doc, and Monkey. I don't know what you think, but I do not like my werewolves to be bipedal, where they're standing on their toes. I like them on all fours, running around just like an American werewolf in London. I just I don't dig on bipedal werewolves. I just don't like it. Um, I, I can go. go I can go either way. I can go either way with that. As long as the story is done right, you know, like, listen, for me, again, it comes down to American Werewolf in London and then the Wolfman, you know, and I'm talking like the original mm-hmm. Wolfman. Yeah. Besides yeah, those yeah, two, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, yeah. there are other werewolf films that I've seen that have taken like, you know, they have unique takes on it or, you know, they, they, they give you some, some good gory effects. But for the most part, those two are the ones I always think about. When I think of solid werewolf movies, um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about yeah, being bipedal or not. Um, yeah, I don't think we got enough time with the with the dog, but it's, you know, it does. It's not like it mattered anyway. I can't, I can't. Thank you, God. <laughs> seeing, seeing this movie just reminded me that there's so many better movies out there that I've gotten to see over the last year. <laughs> but uh, the, it, Doc, it, do, yeah. do you? Do you well, Doc. Do you have a preference about your werewolves or no? I really don't. Um, my preference is for the quality of uh, the werewolves to to be quality. 
you know, which I didn't find to be 100% of quality in this particular film. And uh, we'll talk about some of that wolf action as our discussion unfolds. Uh, but no, I yeah. don't have a preference to like a four foot yeah. versus like a two foot werewolf. Uh, I I and, gotta say I'm yeah. I, me personally I'm in the same camp as the doc where I I don't have a preference I just like really really great effects for the wolves but yeah so go ahead move on King um yeah I mean because because now you have Ambrose post his dog dying now he's trying to investigate what's really going on you know it's it's a werewolf obviously he knows it nobody else is really gonna believe him that it's a werewolf but you know what hey. I'm going off on my own. Like, oh, okay, this is like fucking, you know, Kersey again from Death Wish. <laughs> I got to solve these murders, and I'm the only one who knows how. It's just that that Brooklyn accent just kept coming out. Death like, Wish 3. Wow. Like, that one I can <laughs> yeah. thank you, Doc. What's that? Death Wish 3. That I can say thank you for. The greatest. The fucking greatest, man. <laughs> I love when Ambrose goes back to O'Brien's, uh, uh, where he could buy the tombstones. And he buys the most fucking ornate one that he could find for his dog. And he's like, it's not for me. It's for my dog. <laughs> and well, I'm going to dig this grave. <laughs> and well, I'm going to carry this shovel around as a cane. And I'm going to leave my dog's big... dead body next to the hole for the whole entire month. <laughs> entire fucking movie. Because it's not deep enough yet. i got to dig it deeper. <laughs> you know, but... See, and unfortunately, uh, because of the way they kept cutting it, I didn't realize that the dead dog was right there next to the hole. Like, I thought they were just... Oh, yeah. Like, like nope. yeah, it's just, you know, again, because of the cutting, I couldn't tell that the dog was no. right there. <laughs> he would carry it back every time. He would go and put it in the yeah. fridge. And then when he would start digging again, he would bring it back just in case he finished the hole that time. But then he wouldn't finish the hole, so he'd have to carry it back yeah, again. Get in the hole. <sighs> <laughs> it was the amount of time that that dog was outside of the hole. So at one point, Will comes over and he's like, "That dog's starting to fucking stink, dude. Put it in the ground. I'm not ready yet. Nope, the hole's not digging up Come on, bury your dog, dude. Nope, not ready yet. Got more time. <laughs> but Ambrose's makeup was killing me yeah. too, man. He looked like he was like one of the undead. Like, the way they did yeah. the makeup mm. around his eyes and, like, around, like, his nose area, it was almost like they, um, again, like I said, it's like they were trying to go with, like, a zombie effect on the guy's face, but he's one of the living. Didn't make any sense. Yeah. It was weird, uh, the way that they did him up, um, obviously because Nick Demisi's not blind, but they had to make him up in a certain way, and it, he felt like... Compared to him and Ethan Ambrose, uh, Ethan Embry, they shouldn't be father and son. Like, it seemed like they're probably pretty close in age. I don't know how old Nick Demisi is, but they they're tried to give him some old 50, man makeup. Fifty-nine to sixty years old, so I think age-wise, they do actually they do match. Okay, um, but you get uh, Father Roger Smith played by fucking yeah, Tom Ethan Smythe so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> To see fucking Kane from RoboCop 2 in this movie playing a priest who has a smoking problem. You know, he's got a little bit of a wheeze. And I was like, I just love it whenever Tom Newton's in a movie. Because he's just, he's so subtle in his, the way he acts. Demetri's like 19 or 20 movie. years older than Embry. 
Okay, so there you go. So there is an age difference. It, it just didn't look that way to me um, seeing this movie. But, yeah, Roger Smith, the priest, uh, offering up this bus that will pick up Ambrose to take him to church. And that's where you get introduced <laughs> to the West Starfighter as Griffin in this movie. And I was like, oh, mother, oh. I know this now. Yeah, oh, it's totally fat and old. I t- dude, I didn't even know it was oh. him, man. I had to check it after the movie was done. You know, and I was like, where, where the fuck was Lance Guest? And then I was like, wait, that was Lance Guest in this movie? Holy yeah, shit. because he was well, again, fantastic. I will him. give them credit. I don't know if this was a little bit of his real age and just wear and tear mm-hmm. coming through, or if I got to give credit to the makeup department because I'm looking at him from a picture in 2017 right now, and he looks fantastic. Um, yeah. So I mean, maybe it was maybe it was yeah. just that at that time he was going through a bad stretch. Uh, Monkey, you guys <laughs> met him not too long ago. What, what was he looking like when yeah. you met him? The yeah, picture's yeah, up on the Talking Terror Facebook page. Look great. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, he looks great. Uh, he he looks just like, you know, Lance Guest from the the Last Starfighter, but just a little bit older. He was in great shape. You know, ha- had a bit of beard. You know, of course, he was had some gray going on, but you could tell it was Lance Guest. You know, and yeah, it's just in this movie, he just looked nothing like the dude that I met and could not talk to at Horrorcon. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> Griffin in the movie looks like a guy that you would not want to talk to because he looks fucking creepy as shit. Looking like Herc Hardy yeah. from Carnival of Souls in the '60s. Thank you, horror fans, for yeah. that reference. <laughs> yeah, they did a they did a great job of giving him this uh, nasty, greasy co- complexion, um, the male pattern baldness, uh, you know, the, the massive gateway that he had to do for this role. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. kudos, kudos to you, Lance Guest, for, like, for fucking nailing this shit, you know, because, you know, this is, like, the first gig you've had in a while, man. You need to get back into the game. <laughs> but still, <laughs> um, yeah, I had no idea that this was fucking Lance Guest at all. <laughs> and he works because he's, he's kind of creepy, but you don't really know why. But you again, you have Ambrose being the complete badass he is the entire time, wearing his sunglasses, carrying a shovel as a cane, and they're like, "Well, well he's blind. Know, maybe the church give you a cane." Yeah, like, he's I love this fucking cool. cane. <laughs> no, he doesn't need them. He doesn't need those sunglasses because you see him with half the movie without him, half with them on. I'm like, that's by, a bad. By cane, story. you mean a shovel? Yeah, the shovel. And yeah. they said that you can get a cane at the church. Like, we can give you one. He's like, no, I like this one better. This one works for me. I'm going to carry it around for the rest of the movie. I'm like, okay, but you're scaring the fucking girls here. Well, he says, I like this one better, and then slams it down like it's fucking Mjolnir, you know, his, his fucking Thor hammer. <laughs> you know, he's just like, nope, this one's good, you know. And this is I what I was talking it. about, about – <laughs> but this is where I was talking about, you know, the new kid in class, the weird kid in class, because, again, um, you know, oh, we get introduced to – I'm going to call them the Heathers, you know, because, you know, oh, we yeah. have the popular, gr- the popular girls of the community. Um, after, Gloria you know, and after, Yeah, but after he met Dolores and he got along fine with her, but then they come along, oh, hi, how you doing? You know, and they bring him a bunch of sweets and stuff like that. He's like, I can't take sugar. Hey, I can't eat sugar. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) thanks for the fucking sugar. Now get the fuck out, you know. (laughs) Bitches leave. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Chandler, I'm back in the (laughs) (laughs) 
and they they were the three that were sitting there, you know, causing trouble for him as far as trying to work his way into the community because you know he's trying to go to the church to get a feel of the community that is around him because he's trying to figure out who is who isn't maybe you know he's trying to figure out who's who, you know. But they are trying to nip that in the bud by saying that. You know, he's making them uncomfortable, and can they maybe – can the church maybe arrange another ride for him to be able to get to church? Because they don't like him being able to take the shuttle bus with the three of them. You know? Right. Because no. he's, he's I guess weird, a dog. You know, and, yeah. Because a dog can't what? become a werewolf, huh? Oh, no, well, he, he double taps. Well, no, he shot it. I guess that's what killed it. But the dog yeah. took the, the, the scrape. Well, because the dog was dying. Before it had time to turn, yeah. I guess that makes sense. The dog was dying, so he wanted to put it out of his misery. But again, that scrape that Shadow got into, I'm like, you know what? Dog probably could have survived if he had a fucking phone in his place. They could have taken him to the vet. I don't know about those wounds, Yeah, I don't know. They didn't look that deep. But then when we go back to our Heathers, though, it's like I, I was starting to get a feel of Maybe the Heathers are werewolves, you know, because of nope. that would have been being, a, that would have been a cool twist. It would have been great. Yep. It's, well, well, it's just that was the feeling I was getting, you know, as things were being established because they're the popular ones. They were the ones that were trying to set, you know, what are the rules and regulations of the neighborhood, you know. And I was like, that was what I was getting to from the beginning was maybe they were a pack. Well. And, you know, and we'll get into it in a little bit because that's where I have my problems with this movie um, in terms of werewolves becoming werewolves. Um, but with Ambrose, he gets the grave, it gets delivered so he can put his dog in the ground, and he talks to O'Brien, played by Larry Fessenden. Um, I need to get some ammo. I need to get some bullets. Where can I find it? Like, I know a guy. Write down his name. And it's fucking Bobby Briggs from Twin Peaks. Dana fucking Ashbrook. <laughs> Oh, what do you need? I can get you whatever you need. Can you make silver bullets? Oh, hell yeah, man. I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, no problem. But, Just write it down. <laughs> yeah, but I like that then he also goes into the thing of, well, did, have you had anyone else ask for silver bullets? You know, he, he's asking the right questions, you know, for, <laughs> for, being, a, for, for being a paranoid vet. You know, <laughs> um, you know, he's like, yeah, actually, someone ordered something just, just a couple months ago. Ooh. And he's like, yeah, I can get that info. Take me a minute. But I was like, you know, monkey, you got to be asking yourself. This is what Bobby Briggs did after he left for peace. <laughs> he just <laughs> left and started a company building fucking silver bullets. Man, can you make a shotgun shell out of it? It'll take me like an hour, but I only need one, eh? <laughs> okay, well, you can build it. <laughs> yep, no problem. I can get you your bullets. Just like that. It's, it reminded me of the sequence in Silver Bullet. Where Garrett Busey walks into the guy's shop and he's like, "Could you make a bullet? Can you make it silver?" He's like, "Well, sure, <laughs> no questions asked." Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yep, take me some time, but I can make you the perfect silver bullet. See, that's where you took it away from. from what I took it away from it was um, the scene in Boondock Saints when they go and get all the guns and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just like you know, what do you need? Help yourself. You know, we we got it all. <laughs> But the entire impetus of this movie is the fact that from the time of the attack on Shadow and Dolores, there's a month in between the full moon. So this is what Ambrose has been training for. So you have these weird taxi driver sequences 
where he's fucking doing push-ups. You know, he's going around in the gardens. He's checking. Getting ready, man. Getting he's ready. getting fucking ready for this full moon because he knows it's coming. He did a montage. Like, is, ha- Even no, Rocky fucking had a montage. Montage. The montage needed like some kick-ass '80s music, though. It really needed something in there because mm-hmm. they did the montage, but it but it didn't have the background music. I'm sorry, they fucked up on the montage, and you can't they fuck did. up on the montage. You can't. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, but after the montage, it's like Will comes back to visit and it sees Ambrose in this, um, you know, paranoid NRA member environment where he has not bothered to unpack anything or anything like that. He has nope. started to fortify himself in the house. Yeah. But while he was fortifying himself in the house, I did have a problem with what was going on. Because if he's blind, why the fuck did he need to turn on the lights? Yeah, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> I just thought it was a, a mistake. But, you know, because he, he, I understand you got to have light in the apartment to show what's going on. But still, he was very adamant about cutting on the lights, and it's like, dude, you're blind. Why the fuck do you even have? Lamp. Yeah, but sometimes sometimes blind people they can Get, you know like light you, and dark show. Yeah, I mean it depends on how what level of blind you are. If you're completely blind, plus you know you do have people and friends and, and stuff that come over that do have sight, so you kind of need those things still. <laughs> I mean, maybe, okay, all right, all right, good point, Ghoul. Thank yeah, but you. the thing I, is though, thank you. No, but a good point though to that is when uh, Father Smith comes over to talk to Ambrose, and he talks about how, you know, you're never really alone. And he goes, yeah, thanks for the advice. That's a long time coming. So he doesn't (laughs) think that anybody's coming to fucking visit him because of Will and Ambrose having that discussion about how Will's done. He's like, don't ever fucking call me because I'm never going to come. So it's another thing of Will being done because of that wedding ring that he thought he got rid of. Yeah, the, the moms or whatever. But the other thing you got to remember, too, is he wasn't always blind. So it could also simply nope, be a yeah. matter of, you know, just uh, habit and memory. You know, these are just the constant things you always have in your house. Right. You always have lamps. You always have this. You always have that. Right. You know, and it, and it was great that they had that conversation between Father Smith and Ambrose talking about the war. You know, talking about the things that he had saw. And now he started to go blind after Vietnam. You know, it's like yeah. it didn't happen until after I got home, and then I started to go blind. Like, that's when things went to shit. Yeah. And that's why I started to yeah. get hard, and I became this fucking Charles Bronson character that you see now. Mm. Yeah, hard. and that's where we... <laughs> and that's where that's we get to the, the... Yeah, but uh, we get... We, yeah. But we get the background, like you said, King, of his eyesight starting to go... He starts to, you know, um, start to keep push people away, you know, as he's trying to be a badass and be like, I don't need help. You know, as his eyesight is getting worse and worse to the point where, yeah, you know, he's gone. You know, eyesight's gone. And, you know, he has he to for himself because he feels, board, feels like he has no one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> you have Father Smith talking about his brother coming back from Vietnam. Oh. 
And he goes, oh, yeah, you know, he has nightmares and he screams at night. Still doesn't. He's like, yeah, because he's fucking scared, <laughs> you know, because of what happened, you know, during the war. <clears throat> like, it sticks with him, just like it did with him. And that's why he's not the greatest father in the world. That's why he's not the greatest husband in the world. You know, well, that's what happens when you go to fucking war when you're, like, six years old, you know, or 10 or 14. <laughs> yeah, 16. I'm just doing some numbers right now, you know. So, like, let's say the guy is, you know, again, going by the actor's age, he'd be 55 <laughs> at the time of this movie, which means he would have been born in, two, uh, in 1959. Um what, Nam ended in like 74, 75, so yeah, 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 yeah so, so like at, at most, he could have gotten in on the tail end of it, maybe he was in Granada, you know, he saw when the shit went down in Granada. <laughs> you were Granada, in the shit, man. you don't know, that was shit. you weren't in the shit, you weren't in the fucking shit, man. He's going to stick a hot pepper up Meng's ass. Oh, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> and plus you also have the Halloween five fucking cops coming to visit Ambrose and fucking every other second. Oh, fuck. Check they, on them. Oh, All they needed yeah. was the fucking circus music from Halloween five. Hey, Ambrose, meals on wheels. That's not going to work. <laughs> I'm oh, fine. Get the fuck out of here. And they kept doing it to all of the seniors that they kept checking on. Was just making all, you know, the the one dude kept making all these old people jokes and shit like that. And he's like, "Dude, would you shut the fuck up?" <laughs> <laughs> but this is uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about in the movie is that you have uh, Griffin, Lance Guest, going and visiting the people in the community, you know, and he goes to um, the one house. Uh, I'm trying to think if it was Victoria and Bennett. Uh, he goes to them first, and they want to pray for him because he broke into their fucking house for some reason. And he's just uh, sitting there, and they're like, oh, we'll pray with you. It's fine. We'll pray for you, and we'll let's get down on our knees and pray to Jesus and everything like that. And then he bites both of them, and then the scene <laughs> cuts. Because now you have Griffin on this path of just fucking biting everybody. But my problem with it is that there's no real kind of rhyme or reason to Griffin in these scenes where he's biting people. Because at one point he goes during the day to visit Emma, played by Sharon O'Heaney. She's like, but during the day, like I, I, I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter, like, right? it doesn't matter when werewolf. you get bit. Doesn't matter when you get bit. You just have to be alive when the next full moon comes to actually the, the infection to, to go fully there. Right. Um, yep. But, okay. But, but, okay. So do you but think that would happen here, during the day, though? That's the question. What would happen to but all, get bit during the day? But also, this is King hmm. um, uh, King Ghoul. Uh, Doc, I want to put this to you guys because again, you guys are harder in the uh, harder than I am, and. Um, have you ever seen this? I'm always hard. Particular thing. Ha- <clears throat> yes, we know. Um, ha- hashtag <laughs> uh, cock and pussy. But um, ha- in, in a werewolf movie, have you ever seen this where someone has gone around and they are infected? And they are, as a human, going around and biting people nope. when they are not, not in me. wolf form. To, um, that was my problem. Make, yeah. 
Okay, what, what about you, Doc? Man. What about what? What about you, Doc? What about you, Gould? It's like, you know, so therefore, is this something new to you guys as well? Go ahead, Gould. I have, I can't recall off the top of my head any film. Again, I don't remember what happened to me yesterday for the most part. Sorry. <laughs> something clip. What was, the, what was the word that you said you can't recall any film? What? Huh? What? My audio <laughs> clip, you were saying, I can't recall any film, and then I, my audio clipped, and I didn't hear the rest of your sentence. When was that? Okay. Was that earlier in tonight? Well, you know what? It happened. Now. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but, but, Doc, have you, have you ever seen a werewolf movie where someone goes around biting in human form to create more werewolves? In human form, no. No. Okay. I can't remember okay. the time I ever saw a movie like that. So to me, this okay. was new. This was like, okay, okay it's yeah. during the day, he's going to Emma's place, and he's going to confront her, and she's like, oh, hey, what are you doing here, Griffin? And he's like, oh, you know, uh, buying something I needed to, uh, like, you know, keep a secret. Would you keep it? And she's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Like, it's fine. Then he just bites her. And I'm like, during the day, like, he's not a werewolf. <laughs> he's in human form, and he's biting her. Like, it's just, But the, like, I guess cells would still be in his mouth. I, 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 yeah, again, I'm trying to put some kind of rationality. Right. right. I, I can't do it. I can't clever. put any rationale behind it. I would it think just, you, have to, you have to be in werewolf form to, to, to give lycanthropy to people. I just, I can't, I can't yeah. take it as a human being. I can't take another human being walking around and being like, here's a scratch, now you're a werewolf. Or like here's a bite. Here's a yeah. now you get next next full moon. You're a werewolf. Like no, normally you have yeah. in their wolf form, and this way you have that entire thirty day dread of you know are you gonna turn? When you gonna turn? Or I don't believe in this stuff, so I'm not gonna turn. Right. And then you turn. <laughs> Q Creek Clearwater Revival. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a bathroom on the right or a bad news on the rise? <laughs> you know, oh, we don't know. You beat me to it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. we don't okay, know. But that, be, but that being said, though, okay, this whole thing, though, okay, you're carrying the virus or the, you know, the gene. So why would you need to be in wolf form, though? Because because you're carrying this thing the entire time. Just because you're not in wolf form doesn't mean you're still not carrying it. No, no I thought this well, yeah. well, here's my argument on that. Your physiology completely changes when you go from human right. to wolf form. Yes. And in particular, yep. in this film, we literally watched them do the whole, I'm tearing my flesh off like my human flesh goes right. bye-bye yep. and my, world, my right. wolf mm-hmm. form comes hello. So your every bit changes, your, your jowls, your teeth, your saliva, all of that. It's not like he's walking around with like werewolf hybrid abilities. He's just a normal dude until he turns as far as what they've shown us in this film. Right. I agree. Uh, yeah, he's de- yeah, yeah. He's definitely not Teen Wolf, you know, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's like, why wouldn't he be carrying it though? It's like, I, I see what you're saying though. At the same time, it's like, I, I see where it could work both ways though, is all I'm saying. You know, the smartest yeah, thing that I, they could have done for this script would have been to actually have had it be 
that he had been building up a pack. Wolves travel in yes. packs. Yep. So yep, you know yeah. you you wouldn't you could even had it seem where you had all these people who looked like they didn't even like this guy, and then by the time we hit this next full moon, you realize oh shit, this was all some ploy <laughs> because he's the alpha wolf and these are all the people that are following him. You know, just when you think right. oh Lady McGregor or whatever Victoria or the Heather's whatever you want to call them, yeah. you think that they're all human and that oh shit they're gonna be you know they're gonna yeah. be fodder. All of a sudden, boof. They turn into wolves, and you're like, oh, man, dude, Ambrose is fucked. Yeah, see, I would have I was so ex- bought that. Yeah. See, that's what I was expecting was there was a pack in the community, and, yes. you know, that's that's why they went straight after Ambrose, you know, from the very beginning was because, again, they didn't like him. They didn't like his scent or whatever, you know, and that's why they went after, you know, him and his dog. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, that's why they went after him. You know, lone wolf. You know, versus the pack. No, take out the lone wolf. You know, and I was expecting something like that. And this, unfortunately, yeah, I did not like this of just Lance Guest going around and all of a sudden being like, "I'm gonna bite everybody in the fucking old folks community." Yeah, let's do yeah. this. Nom nom nom. He does the whole round of biting everybody in the community. You see him with his smoker fucking putting all the dogs into it because he has to burn all their bodies because he's the werewolf at this point. And he goes around biting everybody in the community. Listen, the doc will tell you he's making, how you make good he's barbecue, making some okay? jerky. <laughs> what about good barbecue? Now he's Cook making the smoker. He's turning the dogs. It's, it's Thailand style. <laughs> <laughs> He's making some wolf wolf mushu. As long as you get that voice in. But um, and the thing Hold I like though is that when Father Smith goes to visit Griffin, and he's cutting himself, you know, on the front lawn of his house, and he's like, "I told you not to do this. Like, you don't have to flagellate yourself for Christ." And he's like, well, "Don't you know who I what I am? I can't I can't stop killing dogs, and this is who I am, and you need to leave because I'm going to kill you in a second. And then they go through the transformation of Griffin into the werewolf, and Father Spencer stands there the entire time. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm like, no, no, no! I'm sorry. If oh, I'm in this situation, no. I'm out of there before he even turns. <laughs> Wrong movie. I'm not waiting <laughs> no, for him to turn. No, Michael. No. <laughs> I know. I'm not witnessing this movie. <laughs> but you have Father Smith watching this whole transformation. Like I said, this is ripping away the flesh. But they go into the whole, you know, he's getting down on all fours and he's transforming and you still have Father Ooh. Smith watching this going, oh, my God, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, okay, well, they're getting down on all fours during the transformation sequence, but they're fucking getting back up. And they're becoming <laughs> bipedal. Like, I was like, oh, well, man. Well, I, I took all of this as them trying, trying Monster to do a werewolf. huge, huge, yeah, no, but they're trying to do like, yeah, they were trying to do a big ass homage to American Wolf and Lonin. You know, that's what they were trying to do. Um, unfortunately, then they went the uh, route that I don't like, like they went in Trick or Treat, where they rip off the skin. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like Yep. I, I'm not a no. fan of that style of transformation. It's like I prefer, you know, you know, you're not shedding the. I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. dig it, man. Yeah, I instead I prefer no, the I don't like the ripping away of just shedding. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's cop out, you know. 
But but this movie, you get to see these fucking things. They're so fucking cute. It's like they look. They're adorable. Like, you know, yeah, it's like you know, <laughs> like you know, it's uh, you know, fuzzy, fuzzy like baby Yoda werewolves. You know, they look like they borrowed the face from uh, the gargoyle children in Tales from the Dark Side, yes. the movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Great fucking reference. That's exactly what they look like. <laughs> They just look like gargoyle children, and they're running around, and Ambrose is there, and he gets slashed immediately when he goes mm. to the one apartment where the guy in the iron one gets his head ripped off, and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you bitch, you'd be there. Nope, immediately gets fucking slashed in the chest. <laughs> where he's like, well, nope, I'm just going to wrap this shit up because I'm a badass, <laughs> and I'm going to put on my army uniform. Yes, exactly. I was, that's what I was getting at is because he knows that he's probably not going to get through this tonight. But he's going to sit there and nope. try and go out as a badass and go out the best way he can. So he puts on his military dress uniform. You know, so that's fuck right. Yeah. <laughs> Time for and again, that's my parallel to Bubba Hotep. When you have Bruce Campbell putting on the Elvis uniform and you have Ozzie Davis putting on his suit, you know, as JFK. <laughs> and they know this With is the it. Yep. Yeah, and you're gonna go out, go out like any style. New Yorker, you know, he calls his kid, and he's like, "Yo, well, listen, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I know I don't, I don't, I don't do the talkings all that good to nothing, but you know, like you and me, you know, we we got some beer right now. But in case something ever does go wrong here with me, the werewolves and all this shit that's going down here in my community that you that you stuck me in here, well, well, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not bitter or nothing, kid. I'm not, okay. I, I know, I know, I wasn't as the fathers to you or nothing, but you know, you really could have stuck me in a much nicer community, okay? Upstate New York, really, well, really, you couldn't have put me in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god It's like really I understand you put me here Because it's the cheapest fucking community you can fucking find But seriously Could you have done a fucking google search Before you put me in this motherfucker <laughs> I just yeah, wanted I was, to get was, some pizza with you Will Want to get some pepperoni on that pizza Will if they, had, if they had a bigger cast You know where they could have had some like Different ethnicities you know We could have had some G-bombs Some N-bombs It would have been like And then these were living down the street from me Will for God's sake What's wrong with you What would you think your mother would be saying right now <laughs> Your mother wouldn't like what you put me Will I'm just saying your mother wouldn't like it and you love your mother, rolling. didn't I don't care what you think she's about me. She's rolling in a grave, Will. She's rolling in a grave. It was the best way to do it with that <laughs> big-ass fucking phone that he had for blind people. <laughs> you know, pick up the fucking phone, Will. All right, I'll have to leave a voicemail. Okay, here it is yeah. from start to finish. Yeah. Let me give they have, like, a senses? Like, wouldn't his touch be so good? That he could hit like the smallest of buttons and know what they are. Like, why does he need such gigantic <laughs> buttons? He's got this fucking weird ass 80s phone, you know, with the big fucking buttons and shit like that. Like, it, you know, I I'm surprised those, he didn't I fucking light up people. in. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, I'm surprised, I'm surprised they didn't fucking light up in neon, like everything, you know, like everything else is lit up <laughs> in the fucking apartment. Oh, I had one of those those blonde moments. I was just about to say, I thought those phones were for deaf people, but you know, my bad. <laughs> yeah, well, like his <laughs> like, Will's wife talking about the microwave that could read you the fucking minutes. 
I saw on the news that they had a microwave that reads the minutes when you put in the numbers. I don't need that shit. <laughs> no, no, because then he's like, bitch, I'm, you know, because he goes, bitch, I'm blind. I'm not handicapped. <laughs> I was just trying to help you. <laughs> but I mean, what do you think? When he just starts, well, some kind of retard or something. I can't push some buttons yeah, out of the microwave. I know what the numbers mean. I mean, I'm I'm not dumb. <laughs> I'm blind. I'm retarded. Like, come on. <laughs> and he starts but taking yeah. out the werewolves with the bullets. You know, from his vantage point, he could take out the you know the werewolves one by one as they're in the yard. He's like, yeah. I took down one, I took yeah. down two. I got to go downstairs to take care of Griffin because yeah. he's still down there. I'm gonna crush one with the gravestone. Yeah. I'm ahead of this game. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he broke out his cheering sheet, which he's never used before. You know, he had for some reason never even in this yeah, like, movie, you know, ever. Yeah, but but he but he you know he has a supersonic hearing piece. They never mentioned that he was possibly deaf, only blind. But nope. now for some reason he has a hearing piece too. You know, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> it amplifies sound. Okay, this way he didn't have to bang his shovel on the floor to see the vibrations of everything <laughs> around him and know where they are. But there's vibrations. Feel it. Feel it. He's not a fucking daredevil. <laughs> He's not Marky Mark. Yo, it's about that time. Okay, to break forth the rhythm and the rhyme. I'm gonna get mine. <laughs> Come on, feel it. Feel it. <laughs> Check out um, my I, just, I love the I love the battle between Ambrose and Griffin as the weed vampire. I mean, uh, werewolf. Oh, uh, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, not often in the werewolf movies it's, that you see like not, a yeah. fucking wrestling match. It's, it's I was not like, God damn it! I would love to see a vampire. I know it's not Twilight. Um, but no, you, you have the final battle. You have the final battle between Ambrose and Griffin. Where he takes the shears and puts it between his eyes, and it's like, well, that's the final bout. I got this, and now I'm just gonna sit in this chair and fucking die. What my son deal with this? <laughs> I'm out of here. I dealt with this. My son's gonna deal with this problem now. I'm gonna leave him a five minute voicemail about how I wasn't a good father or a good husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just I'm, you know, and I'm sorry, man, but like, you know, my my voicemail has a time limit. You know, I can't, you know, if you call <laughs> know, me at the last know, minute, you know, you, you're not going to be able to leave me your entire memoirs. I'm sorry, fellas. You know, it's not going to be like, you know, 30 seconds of, you know, hey, Will, you know, I know I wasn't the best friend or anything like that. But, you know, there's, there's these <laughs> werewolves attacking me and beep. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm one of these assholes. I'm one of the assholes that when you call my when you call my phone number, if I don't answer or send you the voicemail, it goes. This Verizon member has a voicemail box that is not set up yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. But I gotta uh-huh. tell you my memoirs. <laughs> That's all my voicemail is gonna be. Monkey, delete my fucking history on the internet. <laughs> Do it. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> That's my <laughs> memoir. Delete it. There's so much shit on there. Just get rid of Delete it. my browser history. <laughs> Don't Nobody judge needs me. to see that. <laughs> I know. Just remember who I was as a person. Don't <laughs> judge me by my internet history because there's a lot of shit on there. Remember oh. every time I said no fat chicks? I didn't mean it. <laughs> I was all about yeah. fat chicks. <laughs> 
There's so oh, many fat chicks up in history. Given those instructions to any of you guys, it's like I would do it, you know, but I'm going to totally look through your brother history before I fucking do it. <laughs> I'm going like, oh, to be like, a whole year of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much porn. Yeah, what was my, that? My mind's full of all kinds of fun porn, man. I, you know, whatever. Yeah, you don't know. have to delete it. I, I would say just save it, man. You might as well. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Remember me for who I was. Like a now, fucking perv. Soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might find something you like. Who knows? Gospel girl bondage porn? Fuck yes. All right, saving that one. It's so in there. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse gangbang. How <laughs> this Andy had a lot of good ideas when he was alive. I did. Thank you. Your spec back is full. Thanks to be dying. <laughs> but and then yeah, I'll just you know, here's a fucking Star Wars ghost at the end nodding at you. Go, my son. Watch the horn. <laughs> look at that. Look at it. It, came, it came right back to a long time ago in a galaxy. <laughs> That's why you're the king this of the This is a blue fucking right? Jedi ghost nodding <laughs> the entire time. But we lead oh, to Ambrose yeah. being eventually dying through his wounds. And you have the next day at the funeral with Will and his wife, where Will has a gun, he's aiming up towards the full moon, firing a shot. No motherfucker, uh, no werewolves in my future. I'm going to open Empire Records and make it fucking accessible. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm making late phases too, because yeah, we left this with a kind of open ending. That's how ballsy we were with this shit. <laughs> I mean, but, like... Yeah. Ultimately, it was a good movie. It wasn't a good werewolf movie. It was just a good movie overall. No. I enjoyed it. You know, it was a, a good kind of look at kind of like a Bubba Hotep meets van, uh, werewolves. Um, that's the way I took it as. Um, I know, Ghoul, you weren't a big fan, but I enjoyed it. It's worth a watch. I Yeah, I enjoyed the acting. They just failed on the werewolf aspect of it. Uh, if they had done better werewolves, this movie would have <laughs> been fucking solid. In my opinion, it's just they totally tripped up on the effects, uh, you know, and therefore, you know, <laughs> the movie just stumbled and failed at the end. But uh, the entire cast, their acting was great, and I enjoyed it, you know, so spot on to them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the werewolf effects weren't that great. I mean, I don't know what the budget was for this movie. I know that Robert Kurtzman from KMV Effects came in. To help with the effects because of Larry Fessenden wow. asking him to be a part of it, and they just weren't there. Like they just yeah, they uh, were like, oh, yeah. come on, you could definitely yeah. do better than this. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's, I agree. It, uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, I didn't look at the budget. Yeah. I, yeah. I have no idea, but I was like, come on, I could do better than this because it's not a very gory movie. It's no. very limited no. on the budget effects. Mm-hmm. I agree. But we are down to seven minutes, gentlemen. All right. And that pretty much, I think, believe, wraps up late phrases slash night of the wolf. Flash, whatever else you, you want to Yep, that was. Late one. phrases? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. A dictionary movie? Oh. 
Sorry, Andy, that's a movie that has vampires in it that you're all about, apparently, because you keep thinking it's a werewolf movie. <laughs> I love vampires. I can't help it. <laughs> Fuck werewolves. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan. <laughs> um, so, uh, for next week, we do not know if we're going to go dark uh, for Christmas yes. Day. Um, I know we've been I won't be about, so if, that's without this, that's obviously I will not be here next week. No. So for a ghoul, myself and the monkey, we're going to banty it about if we're going to go live for an episode. I know doc you're out. Um, but if we do go live next week, um, I have a pick from 2010 directed by what? Miguel and hell vivas called kidnapped, uh, which is a movie that I've wanted to bring up on the show for a while. Um, I thought you were. I thought we, you were going somewhere else. Okay. No, I'm going. I'm. I know where I was going to go, but I decided to go a different direction because I, oh, okay. I recently watched this movie, and I wanted to do this, possibly for the new year, possibly for Christmas Day. Uh, kidnapped. Uh, Miguel and Hell Vivas. It's a Spanish film. Subtitles. Um, definitely worth a watch because it's twelve shots, no cuts. That's the entire film. Um, and there's a lot of shit that happens in between. Um, so I wanted to bring it up. So whether or not we do it next week, we will let you know. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be dark next week. We're going to go live the week after that for New Year's Day and kick off 2020 with my pick of Kidnap from 2010. So we will keep you guys informed along the way. But as far as right now, that's what's going to happen. So, Doc, thank you so much for your pick of – Wait, faces. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. Is this movie you're talking about, Sequestrados? Yes. Sequestrados is the Spanish title of the movie. Despacitos. No, no, too sexy, too sexy. (laughs) Well, no, this movie doesn't go too sexy. Burritos. (laughs) Quesadillas, chili con carne. No policía. Oh, con carne. Okay, so Monkey, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? (laughs) All right, boys and ghouls out there, thanks for listening and let me come in your ear. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, All right. Oh, no me culo. No me culo. Go to Bonfire Beat Designs on Etsy or one word Bonfire Beat Designs. It's too late to get anything for Christmas. Um, I mean, if you want to propose for New Year's, you know, you got to go somewhere else to get an engagement ring because we don't have those customer anyway. services that. But there's all kinds of delivery. Listen, man, okay, you can rush my balls. Um, <laughs> next week. My balls. Okay, next week. What? Okay, listen, I'm going to talk what? like Ambrose here, okay? So what you I need to do is go to Bonfire it. Beat Designs, and if you want something by the time of, like, New Year's or sometime in January and stuff like that, you just go on over to the page on Etsy. You can suck his balls and buy something nice for your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever it is that you're, you're sharing time and and swap and spit with, you know, your juices and all that fun stuff. You know, the king's freaking porn industry, really, industry. I'm still not speaking the English. Industry. Industry. (laughs) I got the porn industry. He's got the porn industry in that pocket. Bumps and vagine. But anyway, so yes, go to Bonfire Beat Designs on Etsy, all one word. Stay scared. 
I'm not trying you know to speak anymore. Because when you when you buy stuff and get your ball sucked, the goal the goal, the goal gets his ball sucked. All right, so go to yeah, Etsy, right. go to Ball Fire right. Designs. All right, get my ball sucked. What? Yeah, buy shit so the ghoul can get his ball sucked. All right, I'm going to shut the fuck up now. <laughs> what are you people talking about? We're talking about shit you don't understand. Get his balls sucked. <laughs> you know, while he's watching DC streaming service. That's what he likes. <laughs> so, make his Christmas merry. Get those balls sucked. So, until next week, me, whether it's next week for Christmas Day, whether it's the week after, we'll keep you in tune. Like the ghoul said, stay scared. Hail Satan. Hail Odorous. We'll see you next time. Happy holidays, motherfucker. Stop, bitches. King love.